0: Amateur Radio Newsline report number 2399 with a release date of Friday, October 20th, 2023 to follow in 5, 4, 3, 2, 1. The following is a QST. A global solar eclipse QSO party offers a world of insights, a record fine from the FCC, and Amateur Radio Digital Communications is looking for volunteers for four committees. All this and more as Amateur Radio Newsline report number 2,399 comes your
1: way right now. From around the world, this is Newsline, amateur radio's independent on-the-air news and bulletin service. Now, reporting from Union, Kentucky, here's Neil Rapp,
0: WB9VPG. Our top story looks at the recent annular solar eclipse known as the Ring of Fire. It was visible in some parts of the Americas, but amateur radio operators and other citizen scientists proved that its impact on the ionosphere was felt around the world. Jack Parker, W8ISH, brings us that report. The world was invited on October
2: 14th to the Solar Eclipse CUSO party, part of the Hamsi Festivals of Eclipse Ionospheric Science Projects, and HAMS, shortwave listeners and university-based researchers, accepted the challenge. In the Western United States and parts of South America, where the eclipse was most visible, eclipse watching was combined with making QSOs on all bands using all modes to help generate data about the eclipse changing impact on propagation. The QSO party was the largest of a number of experiments, and few participants took the research and the party theme more to heart than Nathaniel Frizzle, W2NAF, ham founder. His own QTH became a party with a purpose, filled with food as well as operators and assistants. His wife, Rachel, W2RUF, his mother, Anne-Marie, KC2KRQ, one of his students, Thomas, KE2BAC, and scientist Bob McGuire, N4HY, were on the team. They called CQ, monitored Doppler shift changes throughout the eclipse, watched the Reverse Beacon Network, and received PSK reporter updates from Phil Gladstone, N1DQ, the website owner. Nathaniel told Newsline that results gathered from QSOs made worldwide will be released over time and will ultimately appear in a peer-reviewed journal. If you were late to the party or missed it entirely, more experiments are planned for the total eclipse in April of 2024. Hams looking to get involved can join the Google group by visiting the Hamsci website at hamsci.org. Noting that hams in places like West Bengal, India, eagerly participated this month, Amateur Radio Community Coordinator Gary Middleton, AF8A, said he encouraged hams there to set up a similar study when Asia experiences its next solar eclipse. Meanwhile, Ed Efchak, WX2R public information officer, told Newsline that HamSai is continuing its outreach to clubs whose members want to learn more, just in time for the QSO party in
0: April. This is Jack Parker, W-8-I-S-H. The ham radio community in Virginia and beyond has lost a good friend and longtime leader. We hear about him from Jim Dameron, N8-TMW.
3: An active and enthusiastic contester and DXer, William Smith K4WMS is being remembered by friends who shared time with him at Dayton or worked hard as a team member with him operating in DX contests from his shack. Bill became a silent key October 6th after a brief illness. The former U.S. Army captain extended his friendly competitiveness into other areas, such as raceboat driving and bowling. He was also a local leader in amateur radio in his Virginia community and had served as president of the Mount Airy VHF Club and Frankfurt Radio Club. Bill was also remembered as a frequent visitor to Hamvention in Ohio. According to his QRZ.com page, he first got his license in 1976 when he lived in New Jersey and moved in 1999 to Virginia. In an online tribute, friends remembered him as a radio operator who kept the door to his shack always open, leaving everyone with great memories of days and nights spent contesting together. Bill was 86. This is Jim Damron, N8TMW.
0: There's a new postage stamp in Australia and it's being issued as a tribute to radio. John Williams, VK4JJW has those details. November of 1923 marked a big moment in public radio in Australia as the station 2BL, which was first licensed as 2SB, went on the air with its first public radio broadcast. To mark the occasion, Australia Post has issued a stamp with an illustration that Katrina Noble, Executive General Manager of Retail, called an iconic scene. The artist chose a woman listening to a radio console set to the Music Lovers Hour on that early station. This was the station that eventually became ABC Radio Sydney. The stamp's first day of issue was Tuesday, 17th of October. It costs $1.20 in Aussie dollars. This is John Williams, VK4JJW. Amateur Radio Digital Communications is looking for volunteers who can serve on one of its four committees in 2024. The ARDC committees handle grant application evaluation, technical advising for 44NET, and conduct review. The ARDC is also looking for volunteers to serve on its newest committee, which will evaluate and analyze grant reports. To apply or to get details about each of these committees, visit the link that appears in the text version of this week's newscast at arnewsline.org. The application deadline is October 31st. Charging a New York City broadcaster with radio piracy, the U.S. regulator, is fining them an unprecedented amount, as we hear from Andy Morrison, K9AWM.
4: In the U.S., the Federal Communications Commission has levied a record pirate radio fine of $2.3 million against an unlicensed New York City broadcaster. This is one of the earliest actions the agency has taken under legislation passed in January of 2020 to toughen the FCC's enforcement. The law, known as the Pirate Act, gives the FCC increased ability to act against pirate broadcasters, authorizing fines of as much as $100,000 per violation, up to a total of $2 million. The acronym stands for Preventing Illegal Radio Abuse Through Enforcement. According to a report in Radio World, the operators of Radio Impacto 2 received notices of apparent liability in March for their unlicensed operation on 105.5 MHz from a station located in the city's borough of Queens. According to media accounts, Radio Impacto 2 never responded to the FCC, as is required. Radio World's attempts to reach the station operators were unsuccessful. The FCC said that collection of the record forfeiture payment may be referred to the U.S. Department of Justice, which enforces such fines. In taking its further action, the FCC said that the station operators continue to be on the air even now and have promoted their programming to a prospective radio audience. According to the Radio World Report, one of the station operators, Luis Angel Ayora, had also been issued a $20,000 forfeiture in 2015, which was never paid, resulting in a seizure of broadcast equipment. This is Andy Morrison, K9AWM. The Canadian Broadcasting Corporation has stopped giving listeners the time
0: of day. Shortwave radio, however, is still at it. Dave Parks, WB8ODF explains.
1: CBC Radio has stopped broadcasting the official time signal of the National Research Council. The broadcast began in 1939, providing a national time synchronization signal for anyone relying on the accuracy of their clocks. CBC Radio halted the broadcasts on October 9th, noting that if any of its transmissions over HD radio or the web causes a delay of several seconds, invalidating the accuracy of what was being sent shortwave radio comes to the rescue. However, the NRC's official time station, CHU, operated by the Council's Institute for National Measurement Standards, broadcasts on 3.33, 7.85, and 14.67 MHz to deliver the time, as always, in English and French. Three atomic clocks are located at the transmitter site in Ottawa, Canada. The station began broadcasting the time on an experimental basis in 1929 using the call sign VE9OB. It became known as CHU in 1938. This is Dave Parks, WB8ODF. Time for you to identify your
0: station. We are the amateur radio newsline heard on bulletin stations around the world, including the K2 ADA 2 meter repeater in Ocala, Florida on Friday and Saturday nights at 7. HAMS active in awards programs such as Worldwide Flora and Fauna, Global Mountains Award, and Islands on the Air to name a few are watching for changes to be made to the CQGMA project which was taken over by the DARC in Germany during this past summer. IT volunteers have been handling the transfer of the source code and the move from the DARCS servers. Ron Yerker, DG2RON, a member of the Dark Board, said that additional IT volunteers are needed in related areas, such as handling requests for support. The CQGMA project is a portal to many outdoor operating award groups, including IOTA, WWFF, and GMA. Interested parties can contact DARK directly by email to receive further information or to volunteer. The email address is dg2ron at d-a-r-c dot d-e. October 24th marks the start of a special event that scouts everywhere have been waiting for. Bill Stearns, NE4RD, tells us about their agenda. This is the Big Weekend for
5: Scouting. Jamboree on the Air and Jamboree on the Internet is this weekend, October 20th through the 22nd. This is the world's largest scouting event taking place on the air and online to connect scouts from around the world with each other to share in their culture and experiences. The K2BSA has several portable stations on the air for this event, including K2BSA Portable 1 in Milton, Massachusetts, K2BSA 4 in Prattville, Alabama, K2BSA Portable 5 in Hernando, Mississippi, K2BSA Portable 6 in Bakersfield, California, K2BSA Portable 7 in Cloverdale, Oregon, K2BSA Portable 8 in Wheeling, West Virginia, and finally, K2BSA Portable KL7 in Chugiak, Alaska. Many other clubs and scouting units will be on the air with various call signs calling CQ joda. This is not a contest and sharing the experience of amateur radio will occur on all bands and all modes in this travel-free jamboree. Registration for the event to get your jampuzz ID is on jodajoti.info. J O T A J O T I.info. Additional Joda information can be obtained on our website at k2bsa.net. For Amateur Radio Newsline and the K2BSA Amateur Radio Association, this is Bill Stearns, NE4RD.
0: Ham Radio University is back. The day-long program on Long Island, New York, devoted to all things amateur radio, will be an in-person event again in January. Cell kb 3 tzd has the details.
6: The educational conference known as Ham Radio University is marking its 25th anniversary by returning to its pre-pandemic venue, the campus of Long Island University in Brookville, New York. On Saturday, January 6th, experts will lead discussions on more than two dozen topics. HRU has provided its programming without interruption throughout the pandemic, but this is the first time in three years it is returning to real classroom settings. Topics will include software-defined radio, how to build an HF station, Morse code, and parks on the air. A testing session will also be offered for those who would like to upgrade their ham radio license or become a ham for the first time. Admission is free, but there is a suggested donation of $10. For those unable to attend, videos from the January HRU will be posted on HRU's YouTube channel. The channel also offers videos of previous year's sessions. For additional details or a schedule of presentations, visit hamradiouniversity.org. That's Ham Radio University, all one word dot org. This is CellMB, KB3TZD.
0: In the world of DX, Volker, DL1WH, will be active holiday style as DL1WH stroke P from Fairmarn Island, IOTA number EU128, until the 29th of October. He will operate mainly CW with some sideband, QSL via home call, direct, or by the bureau. Listen for special event station II0MKFR being used by members of ARI Roma IQ0RM. They will be operating from the Maker Faire Rome from the 20th to the 22nd of October. For details, see qrz.com. In France, the radio club de Vangla F4KLR will be active with a special call sign TM125ED between the 4th of November through to the 31st of December. The club is marking the 125th anniversary of the public demonstration by radio pioneer Eugene Ducrette of wireless communication between the Eiffel Tower and the Pantheon. All CW and sideband QSOs will be confirmed automatically via the Bureau and EQSL. For other details, see QRZ.com. Listen for John, W2GD, operating as P40W from Aruba, Iota number SA036, from the 24th to the 30th of October. He will be mostly active during the CQ Worldwide DX Sideband Contest. Outside of the contest, listen for him using CW on 160, 30, 17, and 12 meters. Find QSL details on QRZ.com. For our final story, we go to the islands of Jersey and Guernsey in the English Channel and discover that thanks to radio, in this case, Citizens Band Radio, these aren't islands when it comes to social geography. Jeremy
7: Boot, G4NJH, brings us that story. The magic of shortwave radio first enchanted Robert Clancy and Peter LePage when they were teenagers working together in a small bakery on Guernsey Island. The words that were carried over the airwaves gave the youngsters' world its shape as they listened to the voices of countries beyond their lives in the English Channel. In 1979, the friends turned the dial one day and discovered voices closer to home, citizens band on Guernsey and on the neighbouring island of Jersey. The frequencies came alive with local voices they found familiar and friendly. Those same voices only grew quieter in the years that followed as mobile phones gained popularity and CB fell rather out of favour. Now in an era where mobile phones have a stronghold and social media has emerged as a communications giant, the voices of CB operators on Guernsey and Jersey are returning in loud chorus. CB's resurgence was recently documented in a feature story on ITV Channel Island News. Robert, who uses the handle DJ and Peter, whose handle is Mebo2, are still on the air keeping busy as new friends arrive on many of the 80 CB channels using AM, FM and SSB. Okay. Robert told Newsline that the regular voices on Guernsey belong to radio operators with handles like Mermaid, Rubber Lobster, The Bear and Meter Man, and the familiar voices heard on Jersey include Road Sweeper, Little Genie and Cat Weasel. The island seabeers have different breaking channels, but online they share a Facebook group whose membership is growing. Robert told Newsline that the Facebook group has members worldwide, joined by lots of expats and seabeers from a around the world. Peter told the ITV that radio has been quote the best part of my life. Four decades later Robert and Peter are neighbours as well as friends, and are finding the connections woven by the unseen thread of radio waves to be growing even stronger. This is Jeremy Bucci for NJH. If you have a piece
0: of amateur radio news that you think Newsline would be interested in, send it on. We're not talking about advertising your club's upcoming ham fest or field day participation, but something that is out of the ordinary. If so, send us a brief overview via the contact page at arnewsline.org. If it's newsworthy and we would like to cover it, we'll get back to you for more details. Meanwhile, give some thought to the true poetry of amateur radio and let your literary self shine through. Visit our website to learn more about the Amateur Radio Newsline Haiku Challenge. Use the entry form on our website and please follow the rules for the number of syllables you must use to write your three-line haiku. We cannot accept entries that do not follow traditional haiku form. With thanks to Amateur Radio Daily, Amateur Radio Digital Communications, Auspost.com, CQ Magazine, The DARC, David Bihar K7DB, Ed Fchak WX2R, 425DX News, Facebook, FCC, Gary McKeaton, AF8A, HamGallery.com, ITV News, Nathaniel Frizzell, W2NAF, QRZ.com, Radio Info Australia, Rebecca Key, KO4KVG, Robert Clancy, Ron, DG2RON, ShortWaveRadio.dx, E-Wireless Institute of Australia, and you, our listeners. That's all from the Amateur Radio Newsline. We remind our listeners that Amateur Radio Newsline is an all-volunteer, non-profit organization that incurs expenses for its continued operation. If you wish to support us, please visit our website at arnewsline.org and know that we appreciate you all. We also remind our listeners that if you like our newscasts, please leave us a five-star rating wherever you subscribe to us. For now, with Karen Eve Murray, KD2GUT at the News Desk in New York, and our news team worldwide, I'm Neil Rapp, WB9VPG in Union, Kentucky, saying 7-3. And as always, we thank you for listening. Amateur Radio Newsline is copyright 2023, all rights reserved.